You are listening to a second the voice of your future doctors. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode one. Uh, pleasure to have you guys listening in. This episode, we have an esteemed guest that stepped into the studio, none other than Mrs. Darren Adejare Smith. It's an amazing blog called Curveballs in Med School. Uh, but more importantly, she's one of the most efficient, most productive, and most inspirational people that I've gotten the chance to meet. Um, and I hope you guys feel the same in this episode. All right, check it out. All right. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to A Second Opinion I'm with your host, Habib Suwara. I'm excited to be um, back on the airways with you guys um, and in the studio with a very esteemed guest to my left. Um, I guess we've known each other since like briefly, since like 2013. Probably since your first <laughs> freshman year. <laughs> when I came, I think I surprised, yeah. like, like came through and like... Uh, What's it called? Our African... Like the PASA event? Yeah, PASA yeah. event. I think it was the first PASA event or some sort. And, and yeah. Yeah. I feel like I saw you... Like, I don't remember meeting you, but you said you remember me. So yeah, I know. I, I feel like I saw you in like the, the physics building. I don't know if you remember like... Uh, Maybe. Rittenhouse. Maybe. Yeah, those like DRL, those buildings. I don't like remember that. seeing you, but that's <laughs> very possible. I used to walk by there all the time. And then I also met you on your interview, Dave, you remember? Uh, you did. Yeah, you did. I was like, oh, Pen, yeah, come. Yeah, you were with... Um, I think her name was Hero and Jason. Jason. Yeah, Jason was there yeah. that day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Word, word. Well, just so you all know, um, this person to my left is the reason why so many people at the Ohio State College of oh. Medicine, especially if you are out of state, know about this school. Like, you talk is that to, really it's, true? It's very, it's very, very true. Oh wow. Well. You, you talk to Brian, myself included. Like when I came to interview at OSU, I went to Darren's blog and oh, looked up everything that she said, looked up oh, the layout my. of the campus. <laughs> she is a very influential person on social media and in person, um, and it's a pleasure to get to sit down with her today. This is uh, Mrs. Darren Adejari Smith. Hey, how are you? How are you? How are you today, I, I'm doing good. Just like with my head swell up right yes. there. <laughs> Like, I'm an esteemed person. Yes, what? yes. Look, look, look. You no, you are a real G. And also, I like to flatter my guests before I ask them the hard questions. Oh, okay. Like that's, good, good, good. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, but yeah, let's let's get started off. Um, tell us, tell us more about you. Like, who is Darren, and uh, how did you get to where you are sitting right here today? Whew. Well, that is a hard question. I should probably start getting ready for that question since I'm going <laughs> starting residency interviews very soon. Here. You are so, um, who am I? Um, first, I guess I would say that I big part of who I am is that I'm Nigerian. So, I was born in Nigeria, okay. um, born in Lagos, nice. moved nice. to the U.S. when I was about ten, turning eleven, um, with my family and. Um, I've been living in the U.S. since then, so for quite some time now, and I go back and forth between here and Nigeria. But being Nigerian is definitely a huge part of my identity. 
for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I am, in this stage of life, I'm a medical student. <laughs> so, <laughs> in the grind. MD loading. MD loading. In just a couple of months, praise God. Right, right, so, right, right. yes, I'm a med student. I am a daughter. Um, I'm a wife. I... Um, I'm a lot of different things. I'm a fitness enthusiast, right. so I used to I actually used to be an athlete. Um, can oh, you talk I, about this? Yeah, so oh, I I was an athlete at Penn for a year and a half before deciding that this pre-med life and athletics was too hard for me to do both. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I still kind of always been passionate about fitness, um, and I would say that I'm overall I'm a very driven individual with a lot of interests, a lot of passions, okay. which I guess we'll talk into, talk about a little bit. Um, fitness is one of them, like I mentioned. Writing is one of them, um, which we'll talk about, I guess. Um, um, overall, like, inspiring people is something that I'm really kind of interested in, passionate nice. about. I think that's one of my, like, purposes in life mm -hmm. um, is to inspire people either through my stories or through my actions. So that's... Definitely one of the things about me, and yeah, I, <laughs> I, mean, I could go on. There's so much. I'm layered, you know? For sure, for sure. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. I wanted to answer the question exactly the way you wanted to answer the question. That's okay. Perfect. That's the point. So you said um, you are Nigerian. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes two of us. So uh, you, you're Yoruba, correct? Yes. Do you speak Yoruba? Uh, I'm a boy Yoruba now. Uh, no, don't, Yoruba, nah, don't shame boy Yoruba. Don't shame <laughs> I can me, speak please. and I can, I, can, oh, uh, I, I can hear Yoruba, I can speak Yoruba. Oh, gotcha. Yes. Okay, you're, you're making me, oh, you're To be fair, right though, I, for my language requirement at Penn, I took, you, I took Yoruba. Oh, my God. <laughs> I took the, uh, you know, I'm not like, I was yeah. not like, I couldn't write Yoruba, so it all counted. Oh, man. So, was there a professor? What's his name? Awoyale. I can't remember the full name. Awoyale? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I, I forgot, forgot his too, name, too. He, uh, it's terrible. It was a... Uh, I heard, I've heard from what I've heard. I wanted to take it. I actually went to Penn uh, because, like, it was one of the few universities that had Yoruba. Yeah, oh, really? Class. Yeah, but then... You didn't end up taking it? Didn't end up taking Dude. it, no. So, like, I ended up switching majors, and so um, the number of classes I had uh, to take really shrunk. And shrunk, so, okay. Yeah, I got uh, hopped off, off the uh, list. But, I mean, the people that I know that took the class always, like, spoke highly. Oh, about yeah. It. I took it all four years, actually. Wow, I took yeah. Yoruba, like the, like, the language for, like, the first two or three years. Mm -hmm. and then the fourth year was, like, a different Yoruba cultural class okay. as well. So, okay. yeah. He was one of my letter writers. <laughs> for real? From med school, okay, yeah. yeah. Cause all four years so okay sounds like he's a real one yeah he's like so. uncle if you're listening i am practicing that <laughs> i am practicing and i feel I terrible promise. that i can't remember no, his exact no, last no, name no, no. oh <laughs> rough <laughs> yeah no it's it's cool um so yeah um you said you have many interests and i think one of the ones that people know the most especially here i mean probably would i say you invest the most amount of time to, mm -hmm. what I say, is uh, your blog, mm -hmm. um, Curveballs in Med School. Yes. Correct? So could you tell the listeners a little bit about the blog and uh, how it, how did it start? Okay, so my blog is called Curveballs in Med School, and essentially I am documenting, I started it documenting um, my process to med school. So I will admit this was not my first blog. In the past I've had other blogs. One of them was like a travel when I went to um Peru was like a travel blog, and then before that was like a blog about my Christian faith. Mm. Um, but when I graduated college, um, I was like, you know, I actually want to document this process, like the whole like applying to med school and what it's like. And so I created the blog. I like mm. took the jump, and I have a post about this, about like just like taking the plunge, like, you know what? 
I'm getting ready to go into like apply to med school maybe like next year and I'm gonna just document this whole process yeah. at that time it was private so it's kind of like my little outlet mm -hmm. um, and then I eventually decided to make it public um, and started like you know blogging so what, uh, what made you decide to make it public because I, I think I realized it might be helpful for other people so like during my gap years and I took two years um, to doing research uh, which is my original plan was mm -hmm. to do two years of research and then and then apply to med school to start, you know, my third year after graduating. Um, so during that time, during my gap year, I like searched everywhere for people's stories, like any motivational yeah. thing, <laughs> inspirational stories. Like I just needed, I craved it. And yeah, so I mean, Doctor Network. I mean, no, <laughs> I needed, I needed some positive, uplifting stories that you know what Got I it. struggled, but I made it and. Um, you know, I remember there was one blog that I found that was like, it was a black woman who, so ironically, she was actually, she ended up being a Penn resident, but she like blogged for a little bit. Um, but then she stopped blogging. But I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe my story will be helpful, inspirational to someone else. I don't even know what's going to happen. Because at that time, I was like, I started in 2013, um, which was right after I graduated, like maybe like June or July or whatever it was. And I mean, I obviously didn't know the future. I didn't know that I would right. get into med school. I didn't know that I would be at Ohio State. <laughs> I was just kind of like, you know what, we're just gonna blog this and see where I end up. Mm -hmm. So um, I think where it really started getting kickstarted was when I eventually decided to apply, which was 2014. So I had like a series of blogs on um, creating your personal statement, you know, doing letters, a secondary yeah. letter. Um, uh, essays, um, asking for letters of recommendation. Um, I had like a series of blogs on the. I even I even like had a blog like, hey guys, I just submitted my application today. I op I submitted it on the first day that it opened up because that's what I you know that's what I read online that you should do. So, I just felt like you know the information that I'm learning, mm -hmm. um, having it accessible so people aren't like digging all over like student network or whatever random nice. site um, would be beneficial for others because. Mm -hmm. That's what I was looking for. Right. So that's how that started. And then um, as time went on, <laughs> it, it kind of got a little bit harder too because when you're blogging as it's happening, that's different than blogging after it happened. You know, mm, after okay. after you know after it happened, you can be like, hey guys, this is what happened, and you know that. But I was blogging real time. So the times where I like nice. didn't get an I was like waiting desperately yeah. for more interviews. <laughs> I was like, y'all, I am in a storm. This is hard. <laughs> this is hard. And I think that particular post where it's like um, uh, staying encouraged in a storm was actually a very popular post mm -hmm. um, where I talked about it's how it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very real. How I talked about how I like had one interview very early, so I got encouraged, like mm -hmm. this is going to be a great cycle. And then I didn't have any <laughs> interviews for a long time. And I was like, dude, I'm trying to hang on. And people are reading my blog, like, am I about to fail? <laughs> Am I about to be? This is supposed to be an inspirational vlog, guys. <laughs> so um, yeah, and then I and then I obviously ended up being accepted to OSU for their postback program, and I blogged about that as well, Metcalf. including yeah, Metcalf, uh, which is a postback program. It's a conditional acceptance, so you get um, you do the one year, and then assuming you um, you know meet all the requirements, you matriculate the following year. So even for that interview, I also blogged about my, not, not my fail, but my interview day where I, I cried. Yeah. I cried on my interview <laughs> day. <laughs> which is, which, I mean, people also, like, you know, related slash, yeah, you know, they were absolutely. like, thank you for being real. Absolutely. And I mean, I, would, I did not encourage you to cry. <laughs> 
for me, I was just like, this is not happening. This is not happening. Um, and the whole reason, if you read the blog post itself, interview was going great. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the interviewer just like asked a very like personal question for me, which was related to being you know an immigrant and coming from a low socioeconomic background. Mm -hmm. And at that time, you know, I've been so like strong, so motivated, and it just was such a deep question. Um, which kind of made me start tearing up, and right. and the the interviewer actually was like, you know, I can relate because he himself also immigrated right. from the U.S. So that was right. actually like comforting, like you, know, right. <laughs> you don't yeah. think this is strange, right? That I'm just like, <laughs> so that's that how that went. Yeah, sure. and, and I would say like I was actually just going to say that I think that post specifically. And then also the posts about um, you getting into MedPad. Mm. I think those two posts were the most striking mm. and honestly the most impactful to anyone who is like kind of on that precipice, especially mm -hmm. in that uncertainty of the interview season. Mm -hmm. um, I think those two posts, for me, like just spoke volumes mm -hmm. and, and also just made me kind of want to follow in your footsteps and, and come to OSU. Oh, like you just kind of, you see someone doing it, someone mm -hmm. that you've met before mm -hmm. um, and you knew before and, you know, you see them through the journey and then they actually make it. It makes everything seem much more feasible mm -hmm. and not in a constructed or fabricated way, in a very vulnerable and real way. So, yeah. um, I, 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 I absolutely love those words. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, for, I totally forgot about the how when I got into med school post, too. Yeah. That was a phone call, and I definitely, like, screamed in my <laughs> office. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is real. So, yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. So it's been... It's been six years, right? Wow. When you say that, yes, right. it has yeah. been. Yeah. Yeah. So what has kept it going, you know, this entire time? So it's actually been hard in med school. So, like, the first year of med school, I, I did blog a little bit and even, like, did, like, a post on, like, you know, what I learned from first year. Second year um, was a little bit harder. I had a lot of life things going on at that mm -hmm. time. So, like, not just, like, step, but, like, my husband's also in medicine, so, like, you know, it was like worrying about his old matching. He was matching at that. It was a fourth year during my second year. Right. So like his interview process, there were, there were concerns about that. And then I also like ended up traveling to Nigeria during my second mm -hmm. year. And second year is when you're thinking about step one and you're studying for that. So I didn't blog too much during my second year at all, really. Um, and also, I even got married during my second year, too, so, it was, uh, second year was a lot going, a lot going on. on, and I was like, I some of this stuff I didn't want to put on my blog, so mm -hmm. it was just like, this is a journey that's personal, or whatever, things that were going on, mm -hmm. so, I didn't put it on there, and then my third year, I think I only, like, did one blog, which was in the beginning of, um, of third year, yeah. and I kept thinking about putting more content out there, what kind of made it hard for me writing that stuff is like, is this thing gonna come back and bite me? Because mm. third year you become very aware that like, you know, <laughs> your actions, yeah, people are watching. Yeah. People be watching. So I was just like, mm, I don't know. Even though like none of my content I feel like is ever being bad and, you know, or negative in any way right. or, you know, could come back and haunt me or anything. Um, for me, just like, even some patient stories, I'm like, I don't know if I have the right to, to talk about some patient stories on my public platform. Mm -hmm. um, but I did actually end up blogging, not blogging, but like, um, I'm chronicling my third year on my Instagram. So like, okay, I have yeah. an Instagram like story all the way from the beginning of third year when I got my first pager. Oh, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have okay. a pager now. It's yeah. all the way to like, even the middle of fourth year. So I like documented 
lots of Instagram stories on mm -hmm. there. So it's some you have a kind of just the medium has changed. Yeah. So doing yeah exactly. Okay. So the medium I'm definitely like very active on Instagram. Maybe a little <laughs> bit too active. I'm sure. People are like does she not do anything else? Never, are you sure never, she's a student? Never. She be on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so my medium, I guess, has changed. But I'm trying to go back um, into writing, actually. Mm -hmm. So I, I recently wrote a couple of blogs um, okay. the past two weeks. So excited about that. Yeah, yeah. And I think we are at a school where a lot of people in the past and currently are big on chronicling their journey. There's yourself and mm -hmm. Starling. And I know Saro had her YouTube, uh, has her YouTube page. Mm -hmm. Dami on Twitter is a... Oh, yeah, so, she know, nothing to, yeah, for sure. Like, um, and it's, it's uh, very empowering to see so many people want to have this time remembered and appreciated. Yeah, um, for sure. I think it's so important to chronicle your journey because you don't even know who you're, you know, motivating, who you're inspiring. I know for me, when I look at some of the people that I follow on Instagram, I'm just like so inspired by them. Absolutely. And I you know my goal also is to do the same for others. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I am not you know, whatever, the most perfect person or even, like, the most smartest person or rich person that got all the resources at mm -hmm. their disposal. I'm just regular old Darren, and um, this is my life, and you might get some inspiration from it if you're also regular <laughs> 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 so, uh, so, yeah. yeah no, no, regular, maybe regular in your mind, but definitely doing big things. Oh, here. thank you. So, you know, you talked about, you know, being inspiring as being one of your main motivations. So could you tell us a story of where either expected or unexpected your blog or any way that you've chronicled your journey has made a significant impact on someone? Um, well, I think, okay, one with significant impact. I mean, there's been several. I love getting emails from people saying, I read your blog and, you know, you've motivated me. Or even messages on Instagram, like, I, I'm, I know you from your blog and, you know, it's been so inspiring and, and whatnot. That really makes a difference. Even some of the MedPathers who are like, I came here because of your blog. Yeah. That's, that, <laughs> that, that, that makes me really happy. One, um, one story of how I didn't even know how much an impact my blog would make or had made was I had written a blog post called White Coats, um, what's it called? Determining the, uh, the, determine the, politi the Political Determinants of Health, I think is what it was called. Oh, I'm sorry, okay. it's a couple of years ago. But I've, I talked about, it was when White Coats for Black Lives yeah. um, was a thing, yeah. or it is still a thing. Um, and I had written about that using collections of, I had interviewed a couple of my med school friends, and I was in the med school at that time too, mm -hmm. so. I know a couple of my med school friends about, you know, what it means to be in medicine and also like, you know, you know advocating for black lives and all that. And um, I'd used a picture um, and I'd contacted the photographer before using the picture um, from um, Harvard Med students. They were holding yeah, the sign called, absolutely. you thought, you know, they tried to bury us, tried right. to bury us, but they didn't know we were seeds. Yeah. And um, a friend of mine who was at Harvard Med at the time <laughs> okay. was like, our, was it, I think it was a dean. Our dean just emailed us this article, and it was your article. <laughs> and I was wow, like, are wow. you kidding? Yeah. I was, he was like, yes, because the article, so that particular blog, um, I got an email from um, the editor at this, um, this uh, I guess it's another blog called the Health Healthcare Blog, okay. and they were like, they wanted to put my um, post on their website. Wow. So that particular yeah. website, like people, a lot of attendings and yeah, health professionals okay. read that blog. Wow. So, 
Yeah, to hear uh, Harvard Med student be like, oh, your our attending slash dean mentioned your yeah. article. I was like, I didn't know my stuff was making <laughs> waves, you know, being yeah. talked about at Harvard <laughs> over there. So that was that was pretty cool. I think that was like 2014, yeah. Wow. But no, that's, yeah. that's pretty amazing. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's definitely waves. Okay, cool, cool. Another thing you've mentioned is being a fitness enthusiast. Mm -hmm. um, and as, you know, a future physician, um, slash fitness enthusiast, what do you think the role, and someone with a blog as well, so you're putting content out there, what do you think the role of a physician is in promoting healthy behaviors in people? Do you, do you think it's something that happens strictly through the clinic? Or do you think uh, physicians have a responsibility to you know, use their personal time, their time outside of their jobs to live out you know, that creed of healthy behaviors? I mean, I definitely believe in practicing what you preach. So I, I do think it is, um, I mean, if you're going to tell someone, oh, they should care about their health, right. they should care about what they put into their body, how are you as a physician not going to do the same thing? Right? It just right. seems very hypocritical right. to me. And I'm not saying that anyone is perfect because I'm definitely not. I will hit my, you know, Chick-fil-A every now and then. <laughs> no Popeyes? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I will try the Popeyes, yeah. So I, I, need to, I need to try that. Maybe, no, eventually. My cheat day. If, if you're worried about health, <laughs> If you were by taste, okay. That's oh, true, yeah. that's true. So, so I do think that um, it is very important to um, to live out, you know, our, our, what, we, what we practice in general. You know, we are, we are the most appropriate people to talk about health and wellness because right. we right. know what certain things do to your body. We know, like, the implications of you constantly eating a high cholesterol diet. We, I mean, we know those things, so... Being that we know those things, I don't I think it only makes sense for us to also practice what we preach. Right. And people, obviously, you can tell people to do some things, but sometimes the most impact you can have is you actually living out Agreed. that lifestyle. So, yeah. Both in terms of the practice, but also the perspective. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, even if you are not the most healthy person, I think making health a goal, I think, should yeah. be something Yeah, it should be a forefront, for a yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're not all saying, like, oh, you should be, like, have muscles, right. you should be, like, super fit, but at least it should be a priority, you know, right. at some point. It should be a priority, whether it's just, like, a couple of times a week. It's something that's just part of your lifestyle. And for me, not just it's not just about even just being healthy physically. For me, it's also about being mentally healthy. Mm -hmm. I think fitness plays a huge role in being mentally healthy as mm -hmm. well. And um, you, I mean, self-care. There's a lot of talk about self-care. And for me, fitness is also so. So. <laughs> part of that is, you know, prioritizing, prioritizing my self-care. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think it, it sometimes seems counterintuitive as, as, like, medical students and as doctors when you're in the moment, when you're, you know, trying to grind, grind, grind. Yeah, it's and hard. that all of your energy has to be channeled in this chase. Of medicine. To, yeah, of medicine mm -hmm. towards your profession. But at the same time, I think... You, you won't ever be able to fully, you know, immerse yourself in what you want to do if yeah. you're not, if you don't have that you don't frame take care of, of yourself. mind. Don't take care yeah. of yourself. You no. can't take care of someone else if you haven't taken care of yourself. No, I totally believe that. And it's, I mean, it is very hard in medicine just because medicine can be very, like, unforgiving. I mean, just, you think about the schedule. And I see it with my husband, too. It's hard for him. He's a resident. And he's like, I'm like, you should go work out. And he's like, I'm exhausted. I mean, it is really, really hard. Um, but again, you only have one life, and that was actually um, my logo. My logo for my my old fitness page, which was fit and fine with D, and it was like <laughs> it was like you only if you only have you only have one life, but if you do it right, you only need one. So, 
So I just Thanks. I just feel like um, okay. no matter how crazy medicine is, uh, at some point you also have to like put yourself, care about yourself and your body, and do what makes you know your body perform at its optimal level. I guess mm -hmm. is the way, best way to say it. Yeah. Wise words. Wise yeah. words. You know, speaking on making the most of your free time, I kind of want to get your perspective. Uh, it's a general uh, launching point, but, like, I'm curious to get your mind on this. Your opinion on free time in medical school. I know that's a broad question, but answer it. It remember. is hard. Um, it is hard. I think part of that also, the perspective of free um, also comes along with how you are as a person. Mm, so okay. um, I think for me, I took some time off before going into med school, mm -hmm. and I think that helped me, uh, helped me, um, and also the post-bac also helped me in being more organized um, okay. and also being very like efficient in things that I'm doing. Um, what is efficiency? So what's the difference between an efficient and an inefficient, not just a person, but task? Well, I'm very aware of like how my time is going. Okay. Like, Maybe to a detriment sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very aware. Like, uh, like maybe in the beginning of the first year, I used to like block hour by hour, so like mm -hmm. I knew what I was doing each hour, oh, that wow. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I knew where I was wasting time. And then like I also like read this book. What's it called? Can't. What is it called? Essentialism. I can't remember. Like basically, on doing things, not putting your time into things that weren't essential, and like not mm -hmm. wasting time on things that okay. were like just time drainers. So. Got it. Um, for me, like, I am, like, so I started out med school kind of being like, okay, my time is not going to be wasted on, like, randomly, like, oh, my gosh, where did my past three hours go? Yeah. And I will say it is also being in a long-distance relationship and also being in a relationship with someone in medicine Correct. also yeah. make me more time efficient because I knew that, okay, I only have this amount of time to work because once I go, once I'm like on the road, I'm traveling for, at some point I was, when he was in Pittsburgh, I was driving three and a half hours one way. Oh my God, so, how long time? goodness. So, <laughs> so that was when I was in, when he was in Pittsburgh. Before that, he was, I mean, he was also in like DC at one point, in which case I was flying. But yeah, so like I knew that I was gonna be spending like, you know, six and a half, seven hours on the road during the weekend. Yeah. So like that's seven hours that I cannot get back, yeah. which means that wow. during the week I have to be efficient with my time. I have to like study as much as I can, which um, was hard because that also mean, that means like saying no to like certain functions right. and you'd I mean, I'd love to hang out with other people, other classmates, but I'm unable to because I know that I can't, I'm going to lose seven hours. <laughs> so yeah, that's okay. So it sounds like there is free time in medical school, but you have to make the most of your busy time. Yeah, you to have to be very intentional about it. Okay. So very, very intentional about it. Once you realize where you're, like, losing time, um, I mean, definitely you can still, like, if I wasn't, like, on the road those seven hours, you still have time to, like, hang. I mean, I mean when I was even in Pittsburgh, I would be hanging out with him. Mm -hmm. So And obviously I also, like, study while I was there, too, every now and then. But... Um, you still have time to like hang out with people, to like do movie dates. During third year, me and my friend always did like we did like movie dates every now and then, okay. and um, you know you can do all that stuff. It's just that you have to be very intentional with your time. Okay. Yeah. Intentionality. Got it. Yeah. I, I need to take some of that. It's hard. It's, it's very hard. hard. It's very hard. Yeah. But it's a, it's, it seems like it's a it's a lifelong balance. As it's well. a lifelong. I mean, it's just not going to end, right? Because right. with residency, you're going to have even less time for your to like do your passions or things 
or even see family and stuff. Like, you have to be intentional about how, how you how you do those things, you know. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Okay. Few more questions um, before we um, end our talk for today. So you know, again, on this same point of both free time and then also you know being able to have ways of chronicling your journey and just kind of these side projects that are also fulfilling. What advice would you have for people who are busy like yourself? I mean, it could be pre-meds, medical students, doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs, like whoever, uh, who are looking to carve out some time to create a passion but are unsure of how to do so. I would say that those things that you, I think there's a quote about this, the things you're passionate about are not a mistake. Mm. I think it's I think it's something to that effect. Okay. Um, but I would say like don't let go of those passions. And coming into med school, sometimes you'll hear things like, "Oh, once you're in med school, all you have time for is medicine, yeah. and that's <laughs> it. Just study, study, study." Mm -hmm. I reject that. <laughs> okay. I rejected yeah, yeah, yeah. that. So I mean, I still had time to write during med school. I still had time to work out. Um, during med school. Granted, it's not easy, but again, I was very intentional about those things. Mm -hmm. And I still had time to maintain a long-distance relationship right. during all that. Not yeah. just with anybody, but someone else was also in medicine. Right. So I would say that like um, people who say you can't do things, they often say those things because they don't see themselves doing those wow. things. So like, you know, <laughs> so don't let, um, don't let people's kind of like perceptions yeah perceptions or their own limitations limit you as well mm, okay. and um, definitely try to find other people who are doing either similar things or um, you know kind of close enough like you know um, a lot of people that I follow on Instagram are some of them aren't even in medicine like some of them are like in business and and I get motivation from that because they're doing a lot of great things with their business or their passion projects mm. and that motivates me even though I'm not anywhere in business <laughs> so um, try to find your source of inspiration um, and that will definitely keep you kind of going as you pursue your side project um, in medicine or whatever while you're in medicine or law school or whatever it is no I think that's yeah. I think that's great advice yeah I, think I will take that advice myself <laughs> honestly yeah um, no I appreciate that um, and then finally let's fast forward 10 years like take us to 10 years from today in the life of you, Darren? Like, what are you up to? Where can we find you? Um, are, we, are we looking for you on TV, on the news? Like, Ooh, it's hard. Um, see, 10 years, 2029. I will be 39, so I'll be getting okay. ready to celebrate 40, which would be a prop a big milestone yeah, uh, at that point I'll already be in attending so in anesthesiology so going into that um, hopefully we kids by then um, definitely we'll be kids by again by God's <laughs> grace <laughs> 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 try to have kids like yeah and um, so family is important to me I didn't mention mm -hmm. that much but family is important and um, as far as career wise that that's hard to say because um, I've Thought about getting an MBA um, multiple times. Um, okay, I thought about applying to MD MBA programs and mm -hmm. not, and then thought about doing MBA while in med school and not. So I might, at that point, um, I've gotten my MBA, maybe okay. if that's the path I'm going into. But definitely, I see myself in some sort of leadership role. Um, leadership for, role. Yeah, in a leadership role. Yeah. One of my goals is <laughs> in life, which it may change as time goes on. Is to be a CEO. Hey, <laughs> it's to be a CEO. Please. You know, you know. I mean, I used to look up to um, Dr. 
Uh, Lavizo Murray, she used to be the CEO of R-R-W-J-F. yes, a Rubberwood yes. Johnson Foundation. Yes, yes. so she's, she's MD, MBA. She actually got her MD from Penn, MBA. but yeah, yeah. So I kind of see myself doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Let life take me. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we can find you on the page of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation <laughs> as CEO. <laughs> CEO. You heard yeah. it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> Yeah. Right here first. Well, Darren, thank you so much for coming on today. It's it's been a blast getting to talk to you, and I'm sure the listeners feel exactly the same way. You're an inspiring person, um, and we look. I look forward to like you know maintaining friends with you, obviously, yeah. but then also following you as you uh, continue to do the great things you do. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so yeah. much oh, for tell having the people, me. And you know where they can find you. And yeah, blog, you, you know. can find me on curveballsandmedschool.com. That is my website. Um, where I talk about my journey to and through med school. And I guess that'll be changing very soon because it'll be through residency (laughs) starting next year. And um, you can also find me on my Instagram. It's called hey.darren, like, hey, Darren. Mm -hmm. And that's where I also, like... How do you spell it? How do you spell it? Yeah, it's H-E-Y period Darren. That's D-E-R-I-N, and that's my Instagram as well. Um, You can also find me on Twitter, um, and on Twitter, it's um, Adejari Smith. That's um, at A D E J A R E S M I T H. And I also tweet there as well. So, okay. yeah. All right, perfect. Well, thank you guys for listening in to another episode of A Second Opinion. Um, follow us on Instagram, A2O underscore podcast, We're on Twitter and YouTube as well. And we can't wait to get back to you soon. Thank you.